The Start On Demand. On demand. Mackling McGarry and McNabb. The music from the Breakfast Club because it's time to go back to school. Loren, where are you this morning? I am outside Norquay Elementary School. The sun's just coming up. The leaves on the trees are turning to that nice fall color. I'm, I mean, I guess it would be the North Point Douglas neighborhood. Bottom line, people, I am out. I am out of the house. I've been on the road. I got some takeout this morning. Been a while since someone screwed up my takeout. It's been at least a year and a half, so that was nice to get a blah instead of a BLT. It was more of a bacon lettuce sandwich. And uh, I'm here because the kids, they are going back. Mackling. All I can say is hallelujah. The kids are going back. (laughs) You know, when Staples started that, it's the most wonderful time of the year commercial campaign years ago. I didn't get it. I get it now. Trust me, oh. I get it now. Do we ever? Yeah, we. so the, the kids are back for the most part, I think, in most elementary schools starting today, but there'll be some staggered days of them returning to school. Some schools might just be an orientation today or a meet the teacher. Full days might not be coming until tomorrow, but Norquay is a full day today for the kids, so I can't wait to see them in a couple hours' time. I paid a visit to Maples Collegiate uh, last week, so we're going to play some audio from students and teachers just after 7, Brett. And, uh, yeah, it, I the kids are ready, man. They're excited. I dropped the kids off yesterday. Like, Well, I didn't drop them off yesterday. I left them there a day early. Um, <laughs> no, I went to, with them to, you know, drop off their school supplies, and everybody's in a really great mood, really excited to see everyone. I met my te- kids, one kid's teacher for the very first time. Because we weren't allowed to go in the school at all last year. I was introducing myself to his grade six teacher um, who I'd never met face to face. And so all these different interactions are going to be happening today with some maybe trepidation for others. But man, the school was clean. I actually tracked down the custodian yesterday just to compliment him on his shiny floors because I couldn't get over how thick and span everything looked. That's something I remember from first day back, how shiny everything was. The floors are always great. The, the gym always had the nice polish on it. Didn't take us long, Greg, though, to wreck all of that as students. <laughs> no question about it. And the commitment that the custodians have to their schools is uh, just unparalleled. Some of the great individuals that work within the schools are the custodians. And last year... I was at Clifton School, and I got that little tour as well and was blown away by how shiny it was and the memories of things just being ready to go. But maybe one of the, the most humorous uh, parts of the first day of school are the backpacks and the bags of school supplies and, and kids, you know, trying to stay on their feet as they carry those backpacks into the school because sometimes the bag weighs just as much as they do. There's so much stuff kids need to take to school now. So it's kind of neat that they gave you an opportunity to take the stuff a day early, Loren. And I'm grateful for it. Honestly, you know, you got three glue sticks, three erasers, markers, pencil crayons, everything with labels, binders, dividers, an indoor-outdoor pair of shoes, a change of clothes just in case. My gosh. Like, it's like I've packed them to go. It's like I did need to drop them off a day early because they were going away for a week like boarding school. It's a lot of stuff they have. So I'd love to know what people are feeling this morning. Like, I'm excited. I know the kids were fairly excited last night just to see their friends. That's what they love getting back to and getting back to action. And, of course, they have asked Brett the question, are we going to be in school all year, you think, Mom? Do you think we'll play sports this year, Mom? And, uh, you know, 
I say I hope so. That's all I've got for them right now. Well, our question of the day at cjob.com for Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace at 204-832-6243. So the question that was asked yesterday afternoon, how would you describe the mood about going back to school? And we have 40% who say sour mood. We thought things would be different by now. 32% say about the same as last year. And 28% say mood is good. It actually says mood it good. I just figured I'd point that out since we had a a chat about spelling uh, mistakes last week. Uh, LOL to our afternoon friends. And then uh, the question we asked yesterday morning was, with the kids going back to school this week, do you have health and safety concerns about COVID in the classroom? And we had 45% say no, 41% say yes, and 14% I'm on the fence. So you can cast your vote at cjob.com. We'll get a new question up for you soon. And lots through the morning. On back to school, we're going to hear from uh, Loren. She's going to talk to the principal, some parents, some kids. And then Skylar Peters is going to join us later on at 935. He's visiting Churchill High School. So lots of school stuff today. But, Greg, we uh, one of the things we look at at school, numbers, crunching numbers. And you shared some... Um, some not great numbers out of Alberta yesterday. Dare I say eye-popping numbers out of Alberta with regard to COVID-19 cases. Four-day period over the long weekend. Yesterday, Alberta announced 4,903 new COVID cases. That's the equivalent of 1,634 cases in Manitoba, if you consider the population of Alberta is three times almost exactly what the population is of Manitoba. And over that same period, Manitoba announced 215 new cases. So things are not going well in Alberta. And I hate to pull the old I told you so or or the, you know, you were warned that this was going to go this way, Loren, but that's exactly how it feels. It, it's, it's almost infuriating because this feels as though it was entirely predictable. We talked a lot about the past year watching what's going on in other provinces and does that wave come here? Will we see that same impact? That, you know, we're fingers crossed we won't be going through the same thing Alberta and, and to some extent Saskatchewan are going through because they opened up before us, they opened up bigger and harder, if I can use that expression. They, they went for it, right? There was no masks right away. There was all sorts of things you could do. There was there was no vaccine pass system. It was pretty much wide open uh, by end of June, early July. And so that might be the lesson that they're now learning, that they went too hard, too fast, too early. We're not seeing the same kind of numbers here. We're hoping that we're, because of our restrictions, Brett, that we've done a better job. And, and with the restrictions, we're changing the way we're sharing some information with the Manitoba Provincial Vaccine Board as well as case counts. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb on Back to School Day. Kayla was mentioning that wind, Loren. It was nuts yesterday. I saw somebody post a video of their balcony and it was just torn apart. All the furniture had been pushed over, plants knocked over, cushions flying all over the place. I thought my windows were actually going to blow out of my apartment suite. Yeah, it was crazy windy. I heard our patio table kind of get knocked over. The chairs got knocked into it, and then the flower pots went and all the rest. Much calmer out there today, at least where I'm sitting. Uh, I think the kids will have a nice walk to school if they're walking or bus ride with just a little bit of a light wind. What I can't get over is how the trees seem to have turned for this September school start day. The, it's fall. F- fall. I didn't want to say it. The, that thing is here. <laughs> That season may have arrived. Well, technically still a couple of weeks, right? And the weather's kind of decent this week. 
So it's actually it's nice. You're right. I, you know what? You're right. Glass half full. It's nice out. Just forget it with the rest of that stuff I said. Yeah, but the wind sucks. So uh, hopefully it calms down soon. And uh, GMAC coming up at seven thirty-seven. We're talking Willie J. Willie Jefferson. He is one of the most colorful. And I would say uh, energetic, to put it mildly, athletes in the Canadian Football League. He's really become the face of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in a in a vast respect. And so we'll tell you a little story about Willie Jefferson, something that he got some Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans to do in order to get a pair of his Winnipeg Blue Bomber gloves and also just a take from Bob Irving and Mike O'Shea on the impact Willie Jefferson has on and off the field. You'll be hearing Willie's voice, I think, throughout the day today on some Winnipeg Blue Bomber spots as they encourage you to uh, get uh, the last of the several hands full of tickets available for Saturday's Banjo Bowl. And before we uh, talk about driving, we want to talk about traffic levels. Uh, I see, Greg, that uh, somebody has texted us about Bobby Hall in relation to your sto- your brush with uh, some Winnipeg Jets. That's right. And of course, uh, one of uh, the Twitter stories uh, making the rounds yesterday about Blake Wheeler picking up the tab for somebody who had forgotten uh, their wallet went out to get groceries and forgot their wallet. Uh, This listener says, Morning peeps, early 1970s, on my way to the pub to meet the girls. Bobby Hull picked me up hitchhiking and drove me to the pub. He was really nice and chatty, and I will always remember that. So thanks for sharing those those stories with us at 780-6868. You can uh, just uh, let us know about your brushes with greatness. Remember the early part of the pandemic when there was almost no one on the road? When you can fire a cannonball down Osborne and hit nothing? Well, that's no longer the case, and drivers across the country, Greg, are likely feeling the frustration. Oh, I know we're feeling it here in Toronto as well. With more drivers returning to the roads, the city's launching a new plan to try to relieve the congestion. But as Global's Matthew Bingley reports, it concedes some issues won't be getting better. Gone are the days of empty streets during the height of pandemic lockdowns. That's how I knew things were going back to normal, that, uh, you know, you couldn't get around town in 15 minutes anymore. Now it's a return to the grinding, halting, infuriating traffic congestion we once knew and despised. I'm not sure if it's because of construction, but it's it's been rough for sure. It is odd, though, because it's the middle of the day. So you make the wrong turn and all of a sudden your commute time just exponentially increased. With the return to school and for many, the workplace, the city is launching a new program to try to ease the frustration. That this is a very meant to be all a very flexible, adaptable uh, situation. The city is deploying all 16 of its wardens in traffic hotspots, returning to pre-pandemic construction policies near schools and reducing rush hour traffic construction exemptions. Construction on the Gardner Ramp teardown is just the latest in a series of construction projects throughout the city. Mayor John Tory says some will be sped up, but don't expect all the work to suddenly disappear. So we've got to get on with this work, and what we're trying to do is do it in a coordinated manner. After so many drivers became used to having more space on the road, the CAA says people need to remember kids are back too and many are distracted. Courtesy and patience, I think, uh, are, are definitely the keys when it comes to, uh, come to heading back to school, especially now. Again, we have a lot of younger age school children who are going to be traveling to and from school. Raymond Chan also warns major projects will mean more shortcuts. A lot of complaints coming from those um, side streets and those neighborhoods that 
that are off of that particular project. Some of those unintended consequences are people speeding through local neighborhoods. The city says it's increasing the installation of technology that helps monitor and adjust traffic, including 17 smart signals. But they won't be installed until November. Matthew Bingley, Global News. So, Loren, you got in your car today, you drove through Winnipeg, you're set up at Norquay Elementary School. How did it feel for you to be back on the road? It's so bizarre because I hadn't had to get out of the house that early. First of all, I have zero routine. Couldn't find my socks, couldn't find my underwear, couldn't find my jeans, couldn't find my coat, <laughs> couldn't find my keys, couldn't find my other set of keys because I lost the first set of keys walking around the house somewhere. Just getting back into the routine of actually having to go into work was bizarre today but also fun so it was great to hit the road but for sure you could take that story out of toronto and probably plunk it into any city in this country because construction season of course is everywhere right now i definitely have noticed that basically from the south perimeter all the way downtown there was some sort of you know lane closure merger underway things happening where i had to pay attention to the construction signs and then of course you mentioned school in that story and i'm outside norquay school and North Point Douglas right now, 30 kilometer an hour zones are back up. So people will need to slow down. What what I'm genuinely wondering about, we'll have the kids going back to school, adults dropping their kids off. Are people going back to work? I know in many offices, September was kind of that date that was being set for maybe that's when you'd start to see people do that return to the office if they were set home. And I don't know, Greg, if we're there yet, what with the kind of fourth wave hovering over us, but definitely more congestion. I'm easily angered anyway. So quite frankly, at 4 a.m. or 4 p.m., I'm going to be annoyed. Well, we are seeing an increase. I know that was a story you covered last week while I was away. This increase in road rage incidents in Winnipeg, 314 so far in 2021 reported to Winnipeg Police Service versus 306 in all of 2019. So our fuses seem to be getting shorter. The frustration seems to be growing. And it's felt for months to me, Brett, getting around the city has been as frustrating in the last several weeks or months as it's ever been as construction ramps up and more and more people are getting back to work. But there are still hundreds of thousands of people not going back to the office right now i know so imagine if this was the before time so to speak uh what would it be like then because it doesn't seem to matter what time of day i often wonder at like one in the afternoon where is everybody going i mean i know i'm on the road so i'm going somewhere but i work a weird schedule so i don't know uh let us know what you think 204-780-6868 and the question of the day at cjob.com this morning for Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace at 204-832-6243. With traffic returning to pre-pandemic levels, are you driving more often? The options are, yep, back to work. No more, no less, or no, still working at home. Cast your vote, cjob.com. We'll put it on Twitter as well, at 680CJOB. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, back to school day. Loren is live on location outside Norquay Elementary School, and we're going to hear from Maples Collegiate after Global News at 7. Skylar Peters is going to Churchill High School today. So first day of school, I, I got to admit, as much as I hated the end of summer and going back to school, uh, I did always get excited about using the brand new school supplies. So we're going to talk about school supplies today. Texas, a story about school supplies for a chance to win Gordon Lightfoot tickets. The number is 204-780-6868. Gordon Lightfoot playing November 21st, Club Region Event Center. Jim Toth, let's start with you. Was your favorite uh, brand new school supply a fresh bottle of Vidal Sassoon Mousse? <laughs> well, f- 
First of all, I'll tell you what the best snack was at school, Loren, was a, a leftover piece of flapper pie on a Monday. Oh, forget <laughs> it. Nobody said that ever. Aaron, you'd open that lunch kit and there it was, and you'd be like, oh, Mom, that's the best. Flapper pie at lunch. Bastard, please. Um, however... Uh, I was surprised Lauren didn't say inkwells and uh, coal stoves. However, um, that's just for the flapper pie, Lauren. I'm sorry. I'm cranky in the morning like yourself. Uh, and I found everything today. I made it and everything. Uh, for me, and I don't want to date myself, but I will, the Crayola pencil crayons. Yes. You got a brand new pack every year. You, if you're fortunate, you got the folded over 24 pack. Most just got the 12 because as my dad would say, you only need 12. How many colors do you need? Um, but it, to me, erasers were also big back then. And I know every kid is on a laptop now and you don't even have to write or change anything. But you could get like designer erasers. And my favorite one was a mini eraser and it came in a cassette tape case and it was mini and you opened it and then it came out and it was like covered in a plastic thing that made it look like a cassette and you'd push the end and the eraser would come out and you'd use it and then you push it back in and it was like opening a tape every day. Oh man, that sounds, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Cool. I think it's still at my parents' house actually. I think I was going through a junk drawer and I'm like, this is my old cassette eraser. This is amazing. <laughs> and I said that to nobody and just put it back. All right. So flapper pie, mini <laughs> erasers. snack. Mackling, what about you? Well, first of all, I want to say, Jim Toth, you'd love to date yourself because nobody else will date you, but that's a whole oh, other conversation. Wow. Mackling. wow, we just went dark. Bringing in the heat. Hey, you know, we're getting grumpy. Let's get grumpy. You know, flapper pie makes people roughness. happy. We all need a piece of flapper pie. Bronner would eat fra- flapper pie, but go on. So, I don't even uh, know what that is. Oh, you missed How our conversation yesterday. Look dare it up. you? Google it. Uh, Google it, the Jeff. Flap of what? <laughs> <laughs> it's got graham cracker crust and custard. What else do you need to know? Uh, most valuable. Uh, Leave I think- the house, Braun. Leave the house. Experience stuff. That's right. Most valuable, I would say, in terms of the school supplies. I think in the in the U.S. they call it Cliffs Notes, Coles Notes here in Canada. Those were very handy. Um, do you know? Do you remember those, oh, Brett yeah. McGarry? Did you oh, have yeah. those? Did you have access to those? I would pay a premium for those, uh, but probably no, because I actually just did the work, Greg. Oh, oh, oh. gosh, we just another burn. <laughs> this is like a real school experience <laughs> for me. Everybody's <laughs> bullying me and, and taking shots at each other. Anybody want to play hopscotch to calm this thing down? How about uh, liquid paper, though? The invention oh. of liquid paper was a lifesaver because when I actually did do the work, I made enough. Mistakes that I needed the liquid paper, and it was a lifesaver. So, uh, okay, is liquid paper is that uh, whiteouts? The liquid yes. whiteout, yes. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Do the kids still use that? Because there's so much computer work now. I wonder if, like, did they go bankrupt? Where's liquid paper these days? I went in oh, Macklin's uh, booth just now, and he's got a, three spaces on his laptop computer. It doesn't work that way, Greg. No, you can get, like, it's almost like a tape now, right? It's like an eraser. I think it's just a roll of, like, white tape that comes out onto the page. I got one in my hand right now. Yeah. It's a little device, and, uh, yeah, just it's it's like a whiteout tape, and you just... But I would imagine whiteout is still exists. I don't know. I used to be so bad with the whiteout of my mistakes that I would put down the whiteout, I'd type it, or I'd write something out, but I'd screw it up again. So sometimes I'd have like three layers of whiteout on the same spot uh, to the point where you, I couldn't even write on it anymore. Jeff, Ron, what about you? There's nothing that I remember that I really liked. I do remember the my very absolute least favorite uh, school supply, and that was uh, for math class, the compass with the 
sharp spear at the end of it and I poke <laughs> right. myself 15 times a year. You have to carry it around all year and you use it, what, maybe two days in that whole year? It was just dumb. It's like, why am I carrying this around with me? And ow, I poked myself again. You didn't have it in a case? I had all my stuff in a case together, but you reach in for a pen and prick yourself with the compass. Yeah, but you're you know? supposed to have the, uh, the metal geometry case. set all in the one case, and you were really in trouble if you lost the little screw to screw in the pencil in your compass. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't, you needed I don't the, know about that. But yeah. yeah, I can tell you you're, that you needed the <laughs> screw. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, that, that it's like like carrying a little javelin around with you. A javelin, uh, <laughs> Loren. What about you? Well, my favorite was the note tote, you know, the yes. binder that had the Velcro. I love that thing. I thought that was just like you were really moving on up. Like, I'm so cool walking down the hallway, looking for my locker with my note tote. As an aside, <sighs> shopping with the kids the other day, some of the binders were going for 21 22 bucks. Like, what do those binders do? Feed you as well? Like, Whoa. they're insanely overpriced. <laughs> but the thing that I think is the most useless thing is... Um, well, it's the reinforcements that you would need for your ripped paper for the duotang. Yes, oh, those are like, reinforcements. When Good you have pull, to invent McNabb. something, when you had to invent something for a ripped piece of paper that you then have to stick back together because of a ridiculous <laughs> contraption, you've got. And what, there was always what? one kid who would put like 17 on his face because he was so bored in class. Oh, I used to make them fingernails. Like I would put them on my fingers and they'd be like my fake stick on fingernails. That's what I used to use my reinforcements for. Um, I used to hate the duotang. I, of all the things, the duotang was my least favorite because I always... It's so pointless. I, well, I would, I would, sometimes I'd get the little tabs jammed under my nail because I was clumsy. But then you, you put the, the work in the duotang and it would like cut off part of the page. I loved handing projects in a duotang. It was like James Bond. You're getting a Secret Service file or something. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> no, but if you need to put a page like right in the middle of it, you'd have to take out all the pages That's before right. it. It was such a pain. Like, why oh, not just yeah. get a binder? Yeah. What Binder's was, way better. What was your favorite, uh, Forte? You know, actually, I like chalk. Do they even have chalk anymore? Is it all just white outboards? <laughs> chalk? Chalk, yeah. Well, I, I like the sound of when the chalk hits the, the board. You know, you I like that I, sound? Yeah, I like that sound. I have no problem with it. The thing I can not stand is when somebody erases the chalk with their hand. Oh, yes. Oh, oh bad like, move. Oh, because all I can feel is my hand getting so dry when I see somebody do that. <laughs> hey, Fortune. So it's just... Ugh. Big weightlifter, right? <laughs> Were you the keener that had your hand up to volunteer to clean the chalk brushes at the end of the school day? <laughs> no, I didn't say chalk brushes. I said just the chalk. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. The text messages on school supplies coming in fast and furious for a chance to win Gordon Lightfoot tickets. Dave, for example, he's after Cam Poitras' own heart. Dave says, I used to have to take calligraphy in elementary school. I would get more ink from the pen and inkwells on my clothes and hands than I would on the paper. <laughs> but Poitras loves his fountain pen, G-Mac. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, I, I would like to see his pen collection. And uh, one of our listeners, uh, Tim, regular correspondence uh, from Tim on the text line, and he says, Michael Naismith uh, of the Monkees, his mom invented liquid paper. And so I'm neck deep in this article <laughs> about how she made $47 million from inventing liquid paper. Wow. And unfortunately, after she sold her company six months later, she passed away. 
but Michael Naismith from the from the Monkees inherited twenty five million dollars and uh, kept up her mum's incredible ph- philanthropic work. So uh, I'm going to post that article to my Twitter. It's absolutely fascinating story. I had no idea about that one. And we had one listener, Loren, answering your question, saying we do use whiteout at our office. So yeah, I just wondered because I don't, I I couldn't even tell you the last time I really used a pen properly. I'm barely writing anything these days, so much typing. So yeah, I just didn't know if the kids are still being asked to bring that to school. That's my follow-up to that. Yeah, then you're right on the writing. Um, the only people, the only person who ever has to read what I write is me. So if whenever I have to write something for someone else to read, I, I it's awful. My chicken, my signature, honestly, probably looks like the signature of a madman. Like if I were to hand it back to you, you'd probably flag it uh, as some sort of a criminal uh, enterprise. So keep your text coming two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight on school supplies because hey, alarms are set. About to go off in thousands of homes across the province, and the kids, if they're not up, they should be soon. Greg, yours? I'm just going to check the uh, in house camera system here, <laughs> see if the kids are actually moving. Yeah, uh, one of my boys is really lucked out. He doesn't have to be at school until 10 o'clock this morning, and then he's done at 11.30. Rough first day, but one of the other boys has to be at school uh, bright and early. And uh, bless you, Jackie, because. I've been dealing with trying to get them out of bed all summer. I can only imagine how this is going to go this morning. So uh, good luck to all the moms and dads trying to get the teenagers out of bed this morning, Loren. I'm hoping that things will go a lot smoother at your house. I don't know. The husband's got them and in charge this morning, and uh, I'm waiting to hear to see if they're even up and how they're doing. But, yeah, you know, I think there's butterflies in the stomach of many this morning. I think you might be nervous or you're excited or you have that combination of both feelings. Maybe you don't want to go or you can't wait to go. Uh, at 7.45, I'm going to get the elementary perspective from Norway School. But last week, I spoke with some students and teachers at Maples Collegiate to gauge how they're feeling. And yes, there's many unknowns. They don't know exactly how classes and cohorts and band and sports might go. But the sentiment from the people I spoke to, let's do this. The hallways of Maples Collegiate have been quiet for far too long. It was like like a zombie apocalypse and there's like half of the population is gone. Sure, there was class, but never everyone at once. Instead, there were cohorts, staggered days of in-class, then remote learning, far fewer activities. So what's Maples Collegiate supposed to sound like? It would sound like rush hour, like traffic, like the hallways are blocked. If you're trying to get to one class to another... There's always a lot of people trying to get to another class. Grade 12 student Francine Batario says her school hasn't sounded like that since March of 2020. So when you look back, is there a word you'd use to describe last year? Bizarre. But when the bell rings this week, all 1,500 students will be back together. What I'm looking forward to the most this year is getting to see all the people that I haven't seen for more than a year and also meeting my new teachers and being able to talk to them in person regularly. And Shika Sharma is also in grade 12, but in some ways she says she still feels like a freshman. I don't know. It feels like it's been a year since I'm in, I've been in high school, and I feel like I'm still on grade 9. It's an understatement to say a lot has been missed. The obvious, like face-to-face learning, sports, friendships. But Anjika says there are also the little things many of us perhaps wouldn't first think of. I barely did any dissections because of COVID. So it was like, I missed out big time. Bio class wasn't the same. Band class. 
I play the clarinet and the tenor sax. Last year, Francine played, but there were all sorts of rules for band and choir. And concerts with an audience, they didn't happen. Hoping to be able to do the stuff that my friends and I used to do, like go to uh, music festivals with my band class or going on like out-of-province trip or even like just Brandon or some kind of team building with like just more than two people, like connecting with a, a bunch of people. And also to be able to graduate like normal I feel like I just want to be able to live that teenage fantasy kind of thing. If your mind just flashed to a scene from that high school movie. I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. And really, I mean any high school movie. You're like really pretty. Thank you. So you agree? What? You think you're really pretty? then you get it. Sure, high school can be tough, complicated, messy. With the pandemic, there was an extra layer of uncertainty. I was always worried about like school getting shut down, so my friend and I would always message each other with the active cases about what's to Those do. COVID conversations won't likely go away, but ask Maple's teacher, Ralph Abatria, the word he thinks of when describing high school. Such a joyful place, for, especially for, for, for high school kids. His answer is joy. And so the math and science teacher is busy setting up his classroom tables so he can see that joy again. I'm hopeful uh, that I get to do this, uh, obviously with COVID protocols in place, but um, I really want, you know, that communication and collaboration. I, I miss it because <laughs> I've done it before. But The I entire class in one room instead of being divided with half at their desks, half at home. So for me, like I record a lesson and put it out there. Uh, I get questions from some of them, but not everybody. Mm. Um, and so it's hard to really gauge where everyone is. I expect, you know, there's going to be learning gaps. Um, but our, our goal is to build everyone up. He already has his first lesson planned. Do teachers get back to school outfits? Like, do you have a first day of school outfit? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to winners after, so. Francine. I got my new shoes. And then Shika. I did prepare, like, my outfit. Are ready too. But as school starts this week, they're not necessarily focused on how they'll look, but how they feel. And yes, that's a cheesy high school movie kind of line, but that's the point. These kids are ready to get back on script. I hope where we can get back to normal, normal before COVID hit. Um, I hope eventually there's not as many restrictions and people are able to gather in the commons and in the gym. And eventually, I hope there's no more social distancing required so we can plan our pep rally for the year. The joy that comes with being together and the noise it brings. What word do you hope will describe this year? Exciting. So there it is, guys. They're looking to get back to normal. Just left that pep rally music going just for the fun, but they're looking to have some excitement. They're looking for things to be back before COVID times. Will they get that? I don't know, but they're happy to be back going to school. Brett, at 745, we will bring you the perspective from the elementary school.
Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Saskatchewan Rough Riders continue their intense prairie rivalry this Saturday afternoon at IG Field. Game time, 3 o'clock. Pre-game gets underway here on Your Voice of the Blue Bombers at 1 p.m. So the game isn't quite sold out yet, but we're talking about maybe... 200 tickets left at, on the Ticketmaster website. I, I tried to count them all, but Brett, uh, using the map. So it was around 200. So if you don't want to miss out on the action, get your tickets today. Or as our friend Joe Aiello would say, get your tickets now. One of the most compelling individuals on the Winnipeg uh, professional sports scene is Willie Jefferson. You've been hearing Willie in the Blue Bomber commercials compelling you to get down to IGF to feel the heat. And he has embraced what it means to be a Winnipeg Blue Bomber without question and ratcheted up the personality to a 12 on the amplifier. I, the spinal Tap, was it them that had 11 on the app, Brett? This one goes to 11. Yeah, well, I think Willie's would go to 12. Last night on the Coaches Show, Bob Irving asked head coach Mike O'Shea about Steam and Willie's impact on the game, on and off the field. Willie Jefferson had three tackles, a quarterback sack, I don't know how many knockdowns, at least one pass knockdown, maybe two or three more. He is your most popular player among the fans. He's maybe your most entertaining player. He's your most colorful player. He's your most outspoken player who said before the game, Riders are 3-0, and but they haven't seen a defense like ours. Give me some thoughts on Willie Jefferson as a player and a personality. I think he's terrific for our league. Not only is he a fantastic player, that's everybody can see that. That's easy. Um, one of those tips was a tip up, not a tip down or a knockdown, which ended up as an interception uh, with uh, B.A. Brandon Alexander getting a second. Uh, what's, what's fascinating about Willie is how engaged he is um, with the fans, how, how much he understands how important these games are to the fans and how important the fans are to us and to the league. He, he's terrific that way. You know, he I shouldn't say he surprises me because I, I just think of the, the world of him. Uh, but he's always doing extra, you know, doing something, whether it's for his teammates on the field, um, you know, or, or for the fans. He's, he's always trying to stay engaged and do extra. And I just think he has fun a lot. I'm sure he has days where he's not having a great day. But, boy, it looks like he just enjoys himself. In yeah. a lot of different areas. So yeah. it's, it's, he's fun to be around. Well, the fans uh, the fans love him. They're glad he's here. Love him and the fans in Saskatchewan, I think, still love him from his time in Saskatchewan. So I don't know if you caught this, Loren or Brett. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was online and, and uh, if, you, if you had the game on the TV. But following the game, there were several young Riders fans trying to convince Willie to give them his game gloves. And on the palms of the gloves, are there are logos. And if you put your hands just so, the two hands together will make a perfect W for the Blue Bomber logo. Well... First, he tells these kids that they have to make a W with their hands, sort of with the two L's together in order to even have them consider giving them the gloves. And then he insists that if they want these gloves, they have to lose their rider's jersey. So one of the kids does, rips his jersey off, bare-chested. I'm not sure if this kid's been kicked out of his family or asked to leave the province yet, but he gets at least one of the gloves. It's a terrific moment, and and Loren, I think it epitomizes the fun Willie Jefferson has playing football, and it's all about the W for him. Gotta love him.
Yeah, he went right up to them. They were down there yelling at him, and I loved it because he was basically saying, "You take that off, and I'll give maybe I'll give you one of these gloves." And I couldn't believe one of the kids actually did it. I would like to know how quickly he put it back on, or if he ever told his parents. Because, buddy, you're on TV. You just got caught. Just got busted. <laughs> Willie Jefferson, one of the greats on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and once again, Banjo Bowl this Saturday. Game time, 3 o'clock, pregame underway on 680 CJOB at 1 p.m. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us today. It's an exciting day, Greg Mackling. Kids going back to school. Kids going back to school. Hopefully they have their times tables all memorized or at least handy. Uh, Loren, the individual you're about to speak to, uh, you were talking about having an aversion to the principal's office. I didn't even need to go in the office. John Hatcher, uh, the, the, the great uh, vice principal at Daniel McIntyre back in the day, knew my timetable schedule. Mr. Mackling, what are you doing at your locker right now? <laughs> I have a spare, Mr. Hatcher. No, you don't. You're supposed to be in drafting right now. You're, oh, you're right. I am supposed to be in drafting right now. So uh, I have the same aversion. The principal knowing you by name can be a good or a bad thing. Typically depending not on good. How, right. Depends on the scenario. I was just joking with our guest this morning that I had it written down in my notes that he was the president of Norquay School. I meant principal, but it's a pretty uh, big title when you're a kid looking up to a principal. I'm joined now by Cree Crowchild, who's the principal at Norquay Elementary. Good morning. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to have the kids back. And I just uh, said in another interview that sometimes teachers circle June 30th on their calendar. Uh, the first day of school is the one that I circle because I get so excited to have uh, the kids back, the staff back, the community back. It's, it's just such a, it's a great moment. It's, it's exciting. Compare how you feel today, this morning, to how you felt a year ago. Back to school is always an exciting time, but these last two years, it, I, I had said earlier, it's an understatement to say they were so unusual. So how do you, how, what kind of mood do you feel this morning compared to pre-second wave a year? Yeah, uh, I know for last year, everybody was stressed because of the uncertainty of what how school was going to look like, uh, how it was going to be, how the kids were going to react, how families were going to react. Uh, and this year, we're in a definitely different area. We have more knowledge now with the vaccinations are rolling out. Uh, and I think we're in a better space. So overall, for me, I feel more comfortable this year. Uh, and, you know, that allows for more excitement. Uh, last year was a little bit more nervousness and, you know, still excited to have kids back, but really nervous. This year, it's uh, we got this. We know what, what's, what happens. We know protocols, procedures already. And it's just uh, it's an exciting moment. Lots of people asking about the procedures and protocols. Of course, masks are back in place for school. And I'm going to ask you a question about that in a moment. But you've done what many schools are doing, which is that staggered entry. So I just stepped into your vestibule, which, by the way, is a word I never use unless I'm in a school. But just stepped into your vestibule. It said Norway, one person at a time in screening area. So describe the process for kids who are coming to your school today. And, and I imagine it's pretty similar in a lot of other schools. Uh, yeah, yeah, it will be. I mean, we do have our mandates that are, are our guidelines that come out from the division as well that are supported by the by public health, so we follow those orders as well. Uh, but what generally happens here, uh, the kids will come to their staging areas at the back. There's a map set up. We send information out to families, inform them about the mask wear, you know, for example, no heat ups for lunch as well, just those current protocols. Uh, so what will happen is the kids typically come in the morning, they'll meet with their uh, teachers out in the back area, and the teachers will have their screening tool that we've been provided, and they will do the secondary screening of the children. And once that's done, uh, the cohorts come in a separate entry, they go right to their classroom, so there's no mixing of cohorts. Uh, and I know at the beginning of this 
the pandemic and uh, and protocols that was a big thing is trying to keep kids as separated as possible but it's elementary so we are really doing our best and we've informed families that uh, we can control between 8:45 and 3:30 to the best of our abilities but we can't control what happens on the weekends or outside of the school but to be reassured to parents that we are doing our best uh, not just here but all schools in the province of keeping kids safe so yeah we're we're you know, I feel comfortable, the staff feel comfortable, that's most important. Uh, if the staff feel comfortable, the kids will feel comfortable. You hit an important point, which is that you're in elementary school, right? So it's K to 6. Everybody in there, for the most part, doesn't have the opportunity to get the vaccine, that that's not on the table for them, that they don't have that choice. So I'm curious what you're hearing from both parents and staff when it comes to the vaccine question, because staff now, uh, there is a vaccine mandate on the table and or a testing part of the equation. Uh, correct. I mean, the staff, I, I think their focus right now is just getting the kids back. Uh, and that's what I heard yesterday. Yesterday was our non-instructional day. So we we spent the day together uh, talking about the school year, uh, exploring what it's going to look like, how it's going to feel like and sound like. And most of the focus of staff, quite honestly, was just the excitement of having kids back and the opportunity not to have to teach through a computer. <laughs> so that's where their focus was at right now. I was really just excited to see how the kids are back. And we'll see how the year goes. We'll see by wintertime. Masks back on the table. The kids will have to wear a mask you mentioned to me earlier that you had to order some extras because I just found one in my pocket there was one on the floor of my car the masks are everywhere lots was said about mask mandates over the past year and whether or not people liked them or didn't like them what was your perspective in terms of how the kids handled wearing that mask for six seven eight hours a day uh yeah with our kids in masks uh and I, again I was just telling the staff yesterday when I was reflecting on last year to this year and where we're at uh, and one of the comments I did make in regards to the mask in particular was the fact that the kids didn't matter. The kids were coming with masks. Even our little nursery kids were coming with masks even before it was uh, even essential for them to wear it or mandated, so to speak, now this year. Uh, but we've ordered masks for kids. And again, it's a teaching point for us to educate kids. That's what education is about, is educating. And uh, the kids are very receptive here. And I, I have that feeling from my other colleagues at other schools as well is that it, it never really was an issue for the children. Children are, are moldable, they adapt easily, that's what makes kids great. They're, they're always flexible. I, I was saying I can't wait to see them come. It's become a fashion statement for some kids too in terms of what kind of mask you may or may not be having. Before I let you go, I, I hear such a hopeful tone in your voice, which I think is great for the kids to hear. In the back of many parents' mind, though, are those COVID numbers, case counts, and seeing what's going on in other parts of the world. And so as you set that hopeful tone, how do you navigate that for the kids? They're just little. They don't need to know what the case counts are. They don't need to have a vaccine debate, but it's nobody wants the schools to shut down again. Yeah, nobody wants that. And I think for us, it's really about educating the kids. We're working with a partnership with Red River College this year with the nursing uh, students, uh, doing some educational uh, platforms on, you know, uh, hygiene, COVID, uh, protocol, safety. So we're trying to normalize being healthy as much as possible. And at the end of the day, it's, it's a good thing to wash your hands. Uh, it really is. You don't think about the, before the pandemic how many times you might have kind of washed your hands in a day. Now I know exactly. I'm, like, oh, I'm going to go wash my hands. I have to sanitize. So the kids are becoming accustomed to that. So for them, uh, the uncertainty with the families, uh, the, the kids have... They want to be in school. The kids that were coming yesterday in the, about 4, 35 o'clock checking out uh, the roster sheet to see where their classroom was, they were. you could see the excitement regardless if there was a mask mandate or not. They're just excited to actually be back with their kids and their, their, their classmates and, and their friends. I have just 30 seconds here, Crow. Has COVID kept some families away? As you know, you have 187 students registered. Are there is that down slightly compared to last year? 
Yeah, we're down slightly, and I know that's common across the province. Uh, at my previous school, uh, as the principal, same thing happened. We were down. Uh, but our numbers will go back up. They're already up higher now than they were last year in the fall, so that's a good sign. And uh, I know, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks when people start hearing things and talking to other families that are coming back to school, seeing how safe it is and how, you know, we're continuing on that journey, uh, they will come back. And, and it'll just take some time, but people will come back. Thank you so much for your time, guys. I was speaking with Cree Crowchild, principal of Norquay Elementary. And by the way, best dressed principal I've ever seen. He wins the back to school outfit. He's got a sharp suit, shoes, tie, all the rest. I can't wait to see what the kids bring in a half hour or so. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this morning on the start to Mr. Forte. Forgot to tell you, as much as I like some good Aerosmith in the morning, I got something different that I want to play here for Len. Text message from Len on school supplies. Len says, good morning. My favorite was when I started new school in grade two 50 years ago. I was given a brand new metal Batman lunchbox. Yeah. Adam West ruled. And at lunch, we used to play lunchbox curling in the halls on cold days. I couldn't participate because I just had a brown lunch bag. So lunchboxes were the best. <laughs> right on, Len. That's, that's great. Yeah, I wonder if you still have it. Did that? Oh, now, now you'd be talking, right? <laughs> that's a valuable collectible if you still got it. Loren is at Norquay Elementary School. She's going to join us in her next segment. She's talking to some kids right now on this back-to-school day, and she's going to talk to some parents. And then at 9.35, Skylar Peters from Global News. He went to Churchill High School, so we'll hear his report. But in the meantime... Good morning, boys. Good morning, Eminem. Hello, Loran over there on location. I'm enjoying the back-to-school stuff today. Did you know that today is Star Trek Day? Did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First Who decided that? The, well, here's why. The first episode of the original TV series aired on this day, September 8th in 1966. And here's what I did not oh. know until today. Star Trek was seen in Canada two days earlier so we got to see it before everybody in the u.s oh boy yeah scandalous yes right yeah um you know all the back to school stuff is is bringing back some memories for me was there ever a better feeling when you were a kid and you walked into class and the av cart was there you knew that you were gonna get <laughs> right you knew that you were gonna get a break eh? it's like oh thank gosh yes movie day um, teacher must be hung over Yes, right. Uh, some things that I learned, guys, uh, in school, how to forge my parents' signature. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, coaches also do not give a flying frig about history class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, kids, uh, that gum under your desk, do not eat it today. Don't eat it. <laughs> um, Hopefully there's no gum there today. Tom Miller well, still yeah. does that here. Or he used to. I know. He, yes, I, I've walked into every room in the station, and I go, Tom, <laughs> you've left gum on the table. He takes it out of his mouth. He puts it on the table, and he oh, leaves it there. Oh, yuck. <laughs> yuck. Uh, some other things kids today should know. School is the only time in your life you will ever use a protractor, okay? You will, you will never need that damn thing again. <laughs> and yes, yes. 
you can make the word boobs with your calculator. <laughs> ah, when I learned that trick, that was a happy day. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and the kids now are like, we don't, what's a calculator, old man? You know? 80085. 80085. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, yes. Hey, um, I had a cleaner once who used to clean our house, and she would hum the entire time. I had to get rid of her. I couldn't handle her humming all the time. But this guy owns a record label. Um, his name is, uh, where is his name here? Paul something. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Paul Connolly owns a record label, and he hires a 49 year old guy, Kev Crane to come, he's a plumber, to come and put a new bathroom in his house. And the whole time this guy is singing along to songs on the radio. He recorded him. Would you like to hear this plumber singing plumber? Yes. Yeah. All right, here it is. And I'm sitting at my feet And it's raining harder Wow. It's raining harder It's really good. I'm holding back the shame Everybody thinks you're too blame And life gets harder Pretty good, eh? Yeah? Yeah. He gave him a record deal. <laughs> he gave the singing plumber, a 49-year-old guy, a record deal. Um, this uh, Connolly guy, Paul Connolly, has uh, a company called New Reality Records. And he has artists in Brazil, New York, and Britain. And, and this guy uh, now has uh, this singing plumber, now has a record deal. Listen, if I, was made, if I was making the money that a plumber makes, I'd be singing while I work, too. No question about it. Are you kidding it. me? I, yeah. I, could you imagine this is exactly the way you laid it out? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. go to trade school, <laughs> and I'm going to be a plumber. I'm going to build a successful yeah. business, and then one day <laughs> I'm going to be in the home <laughs> of a record executive and get signed a deal. That's that's my yeah. road to fame. Yeah, yeah he exactly. May not be able to af- he, he may not be able to afford the the pay cut. He he might just continue to be a plumber. He might, <laughs> might say that. Right. To heck with that. And I can't believe this. I'm getting reports that there is already Halloween stuff out there. We're September yep. 8th. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Already Halloween stuff out there. And I saw this today, and I thought of Julie Buckingham, our Julie Buckingham, uh, who loves Christmas, right? An expert says that putting up Christmas decorations now, even now, early in September, will make you happier. No, it won't. Well, well, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I kind of agree. But this expert says... That um, in a world of stress and anxiety, people like to associate um, with things that make them happy. And Christmas mm-hmm. decorations evoke those feelings of childhood. All right. um, it's, an, it's an anchor, a pathway to those old childhood magical <laughs> moments of excitement. I'd be happy to. I think I'd be okay with maybe Halloween decorations now, but I yeah. always prefer to see that not until October. But yeah, I think I saw Halloween candy in the store like three weeks Ugh. ago, and I and I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures at least of Christmas decorations already being sold. Oh my gosh! In the stores. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, Costco. Costco's wow. got the. Uh, I mean, it might not be at every location, but I've seen the pictures as well, Brett, and they're from reliable sources. This isn't just people who are trying to get your ire up. These are people who are. People, you know, that you know, people in your neighborhood that are at, look what I saw at Costco today. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And that, that, puts un, that puts unnecessary pressure on on people, I think, right? It, 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 you may, you almost think, well, no, like, okay, 
And I just don't. The holidays aren't about that for me. But time I guess it's goes about selling stuff. Yeah, time goes fast enough. We yeah. don't need to speed it up with all this emerging merchandise for holidays that are like four months away. I hope it's four months away. <laughs> September, October, October. Yeah, just, just about. barely. Are you using your fingers? That's what <laughs> yeah, I do all the time. Too. Jackie goes, "What are you doing? September, You're a 57 year old man, and you're counting with your fingers." He would have used his calculator, but he was too busy typing in boobs. So <laughs> I was a nerd. I typed in "so." <laughs> <laughs> ah, have a great day, guys. <laughs> Hal Anderson Afternoons. He's on from 12.30 until 3 o'clock. And up for grabs on his show today, he has a tickets and treats pass for two from Landmark Cinemas. I'm actually going to the movies today, GMAC. One of the couch potatoes. Oh, you potatoes. decided, did you? Finally decided. I'm going to the movies. I'm going to see Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I have not been able to motivate myself to go back. I don't know why. I'm one of the couch potatoes, but I've been busy enjoying the outdoors. So this is your first one? First one since reopening, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Much better than the film strip. When Al was talking about the AV stuff, yeah. you had the movies, you had videos, but then there was the film strip with the tape accompanying the film strip and the little beep when you had to turn the dial yeah. to the next slide. It was such advanced technology, wasn't it? Phil texting us to say, uh, yes, clearing the chalkboard brushes. They look brand new after cleaning them or running the reel-to-reel projector. And Phil adds, man, I'm dating myself now. But Phil, hey, we appreciate it. And I also like to, you know what, Forts, yeah, I'm with you. I like the sound of chalk, but the... Uh, other sounds on the chalkboard, not so much. Mackling, McGarry, McNabb. The band is MGMT. The song is Kids. It is an exciting day because it's back to school for many Manitoban kids. And Loren McNabb is at Norquay Elementary School in Point Douglas. We already heard from the principal. And now we get to hear from some of the kids, Loren. Yeah, the best part of the day is hearing from the kids with their smiles on their faces, even masks. You can see the excitement here at Norquay, Norquay Brett, which just is in North Point, Douglas. They're doing a staggered entry, like which I imagine they're doing at a lot of schools. So the kids, technically, the bell wouldn't ring until 8.55, but they're lining up now at different doors to keep you know congestion down, keep them from having to go in all together and then they're going through a short screening process that's what the teachers have to worry about the kids man they're just excited i spoke to allison and Catherine just a few minutes ago i'm talking to Catherine and allison Catherine, what grade are you going in four what are you thinking about going back to school now um i'm not really sure what to expect gym i'm not sure we just moved here Oh, yeah, so you're new to the school, Catherine. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. So what did you pack in your backpack this morning? Uh, um, eh. Got school supplies? Um, we actually have... Mama did get school supplies, but the school's supposed to. Oh, I see. School's going to bring them to you. So, Allison, yeah. I see you. Do you have new shoes on today? Uh-huh. Describe them for me. Uh, like, what color are they? Black, blue, pink. And a what? bit of silver. And what? a bit of silver. So did you get a new outfit today or for new masks? Or, or how did that work for back-to-school shopping? Um, uh, we just got um, new shoes. That's all. Okay. Um, 
You got new backpack on. Okay, so Allison, your backpack has astronauts and rockets on it. Your shoes are sparkly and pink. Catherine, your shoes are bright pink. Do you think they'll make you fast to run? I'm already fast. My sister can barely keep up with me. Yeah, that's why I have to go a little ahead of her. You're already fast. Your sister can barely keep up with you? Yeah, we're mm-hmm. almost soon. You got new masks too. Oh, this is actually my uncle's. Oh, I like it very much. Okay, well, But he's still living... Uh, um, he's living with his mom still. How would you describe how you're feeling this morning? Are you excited? Nervous? I'm all excited. How about you? I'm excited. Excited. Okay, get going. Have a great day, girls. Bye. <laughs> I love the random information that comes from them. Like, I don't know what to expect. Like, oh, Jim? Like, will there be Jim? And then the info about the uncle at the end, just so you know. <laughs> uh, they are making me laugh this morning. Uh, we have a few seconds. I spoke to Elliot. He's younger, quieter, one word answers, but he is raring to go as well. Elliot, it's your first day of school. What grade are you going in? Two. What, are you excited? Are you nervous? What are you thinking today? Mm. Excited. What's the best part about school? Chromebooks. Coloring books. That's a good answer. Chromebooks. Chromebooks. Oh, computers. Okay, I get it. I had them last year. Oh, that's a big deal. Are you looking forward to seeing anyone particular today? My friend Kai. That's awesome. I like your backpack. Do you have any supplies in the backpack, or what did you bring with you to school today? A mask. You got a mask. You're all ready to go? Oh, I like it. It's a good black mask, guys. And you've got shoes on, and you've got your T-shirt with your Star Awards. You're all good to go? Okay, have a good day, Elliot. Have a great time. Chromebooks, how things have changed. It was a good day when I got to play a text video game called Necromancer's Revenge on an Apple IIe. I thought he said coloring books. He's like, lady, I mean Chromebooks. Like, that's where it's at. He didn't say that, obviously, but you could tell he's like, no, that's, I wouldn't get excited about coloring books, the Chromebooks. So this is, you know, a lot of kids had technology added to their lives last year. My kids were excited for even their devices that they would get back at school because they were using it for some of the remote learning and assignments and all the rest. Uh, Brett, but there you are, uh, some cute kids on their way into school today. The adventure starts now for many of them. And hopefully it's an adventure that can and will continue. We shared earlier the news that uh, so far... In Manitoba, so good from the sense of, you know, you look at the ICU, uh, 83% of the people in in the ICU are not vaccinated, 17% partially vaccinated, 0% fully vaccinated. So hopefully we can stave off this fourth wave and keep those kids from getting sick and keep them in the classroom because we know how important it is uh, for their well-being, for their mental health, for their learning process, and just to be able to see their friends again. I know kids are resilient, and sometimes we forget that, but... uh, they had to have been just a brutal year for the kids with all the stuff they had to miss, Loren. Yeah, I mean, we didn't like so many aspects of it, right? And on the other hand, man, I think COVID's given us, if you can try to find it, there's a gift of saying we know what it can be like when you don't have it. So maybe maybe there'll be more uh, smiles than groans on the back-to-school day because, you know, you get the older you get, the more school becomes harder for you. Maybe there'll be more excitement today because kids don't want to go back to that remote learning. They want to stay in class.
Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this morning on The Start. A reminder that we're asking you at 204-780-6868 to tell us a story about school supplies for a chance to win tickets to see Gordon Lightfoot, November 21st, Club Region Event Center. Tickets go on sale Friday, pre-sales tomorrow. The code is SUNDOWN. And I'll just quickly read one from Mike here who says, For me, the best school supplies or at least the one I remember most fondly, was when I went from the wide-lined scribblers to the narrow-lined type. It meant that I was growing up and becoming more skilled at my printing and cursive writing. It was just too bad that I had to wait until grade 12 (laughs) for that to happen. I saved the punchline right at the end. Way to go, Mike. So keep them coming. Chance to win. And uh, we're talking to Skyler Peters at 935. He's at Churchill High School. But Loren McNabb, where are you this morning? I'm at Norquay Elementary, just in North Point Douglas here, and just watch parents uh, dropping off their kids. Some come by bus, some have walked to the school, it's K-6. to Some just gave their kids big hugs, and I'm with Amber Rose right now, whose son is in grade two. And, and Amber, we're just asking the question this morning, how are you feeling as you just drop them off and, and school starts again? Uh, I'm sad because he's growing up now. Um... And he, yeah, he's going into grade two, so it's a big change, but I'm excited for him. And, you know, I'm happy that there's a little bit of normalcy back with, um, back with school and whatnot. He gets to see his friends. He's excited. So as long as he's happy, I'm happy. That's exactly how it goes, right? As moms and dads, as long as the kids are happy, I think we're happy. And hanging on the back of our minds is the, is school going to continue as normal? Are you thinking about COVID a lot or is it in the back of your mind or have you tucked it away and you're trying to focus on just the kids getting to school today? Honestly, it's not really been on my mind. I don't know if that's awful, but um, Norway has been amazing at keeping our kids safe in the past year. Um, you know, we meet outside, we don't really have much contact with anybody. Um, my son's wearing a mask this year, so it's a little bit different, but I mean, um, they, their protocols, they've been following and their guidelines, it's been keeping the kids safe. So it's not too much of a worry of mine. Obviously it's still there just because, um, yeah, it's still an ongoing issue, but yeah, no, I'm just happy that my son gets to go back to school. And what was he asking for this morning? Like, what's what's top of mind for him? You know, I oh. talked to one of the girls who was showing me her bracelets. The other kids were excited about gym. What's he thinking? He was excited about uh, wearing his clothes, actually, his new school clothes. He's like, I get to wear my Harry Potter t-shirt. But, um, yeah, he was mostly excited to see his best friends and happy that some of them were in his class. As we were walking up, he seen the line. He's like, oh, my goodness, there's so-and-so. So, yeah. Back at it. Well, I guess you get to go off and I'm putting relaxing quotes, right? Back to the grindstone for parents. Too. Yeah, I'm off to work now. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you very much, Amber. Right, thank you. That was Amber Rose. Her son's in grade two. And guys, the excitement, I think, for the most part, they're framing it in a hopeful mind right now. Yeah, my boys were trying on their clothes yesterday, so I don't think that changes, Amber, if you're listening as you're on your way to work. Uh, The excitement of the new clothes, the new shoes or the new fit, as the kids call it now. Short for outfit, in case that's not perfectly really? clear. Uh, uh, can't yeah. even just get the two oh, syllables out, eh? Nice fit, Dad. Really? <laughs> what, 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 what are you saying? It's too tight? No, no, no. Like, it's a nice outfit. That's what we say. I'm like, okay, great. Oh, and it's funny. Oh, it's all about the kids, too, and who you're seeing, right, Brett? I'm just uh, coordinating with Alexander. He's done school early today. It's a brief day. I said, so I'll pick you up at uh, 1130. He says, make it 1140. There's a few people I want to catch up with. <laughs> <laughs> really? You, 
Your social calendar is filling up already. I have to tell you, I also uh, just interviewed another parent with her daughter, and she yells out, do you like pink? And I was like, I do like pink. She's like, do you like rainbows? I was like, I love rainbows. She said, here you go. And she's giving me a bracelet with a rainbow term on it. So these kids today, I said said to her afterwards, I should give it back. And then her mom stopped me, you know, because COVID, right? And so there's just all these little things, these normal fun things. And for some, yep, COVID will be in the back of their minds. So more on school coming up at 9.35. Can I just quickly uh, mention something that I'm super geeked out about right now? Uh, okay, so my favorite, as I've documented on the Couch Potatoes, my favorite film is The Matrix. The sequels in 2003, I like them, but many people do not. If you're not familiar with The Matrix, Keanu Reeves stars in it. It's a sci- Basically, I'm not going to get into the, the full details, but it's a science fiction. It was a landmark film. It was a great crossbreed of action and science fiction and all sorts of loopy stuff, and it was awesome. And there is a fourth movie coming out this year. Finally, it's called The Matrix Resurrections. The trailer debuts tomorrow, but they've got this really... I have no I don't even know how they did this. It's a nifty website and I'm just you go to the website whatisthematrix.com and you're faced with a graphic that says the choice is yours and you can click on the red pill or click on the blue pill and if you I'll click on the red pill and we'll just see what happens here so it's now starting up the animation and it's going to in a moment oh I'm oh. See I can't I have to leave the cursor on the screen now. I see what I did there. So it's going to tell me what time it is in real time which I think is kind of a neat trick this is the moment for you to show us what is real right now you believe it's 9 11 a.m. come on that's neat that is fabulous and apparently so what it does is it, it just intersplices footage so I guess they've they fed this into some sort of a program that on the spot creates or uh, regurgitates one of 180,000 possible combinations of the, the way that the video is put together. Um, I just thought that was kind of neat, and I'm super excited because the trailer's out tomorrow, the movie's out later this year, and uh, I can't wait. It, more The Keanu songs continues, Greg. Well, and you know, it's just that tiny bit of customization that grabs you. You sent it to me yesterday. I did it and I was fascinated. So I watched it again, not because I didn't believe it would give me the right time, but I was more interested in, in, uh, in the splicing and how good and how smooth the transition was. And it was outstanding. So I think we're going to start seeing more of those things where your name is going to start being inserted into these different advertisements It's going to be very customized to your ge- geographic location. These sorts of things. This is just the beginning of it. Yeah. So I can't wait to see more. You're going to hear a lot more about the matrix. I promise to the both of you that I will keep it to a minimum on our show, but I, I am set to drive Jeff Braun insane for the next four months, more so than usual. Oh, I, I'm, I feel like I'm being quiet because I genuinely don't even really know what the series is about all these years later. So it's Matrix, pretty, I know people like it. It's people pretty, like it. It's pretty nerdy stuff, but yeah, uh, I just never got into it. I haven't seen a single one, but I, I quite like Kian, so I should. That's your homework now, Loren. Get caught up on the Matrix films. I just feel like my brain can't even understand some of the things that they do in it. The first one is a pretty straightforward, like it's it's heavy, but it's pretty straightforward. It's the sequels that are over, they're pretentious and, and pompous and uh, frustrating, but they've got cool action. So if you like cool action, they're good for that, but the rest is kind of eh.
Mackling McGarry McNabb, thank you very much for joining us this morning on The Start. Uh, Loren has been at Norquay Elementary School this morning, but also if you missed her feature that we ran just after the 7 o'clock news, she was at Maples Collegiate last week. It's tremendous, and you'll be able to find that in the audio vault at cjob.com, as well as our podcast once that is up and running. And Loren, because you are on location, uh, I'm not entirely sure. What, what do, you, do you have access right now to... Uh, can you see the text message in our wheel here? Or I sure can't. Okay. okay. I sure can't. Would you like me just to breathe heavily into the mic for this <laughs> well, segment? Would I, that be helpful? Why don't you hum or sing along like that plumber? Maybe you can finally get that recording contract you've been desiring all these years. True. I really have been looking for that. All right. All right. Okay. Well, I, sorry. I was just checking to see what if you had that or not. Uh, because I should have told you that. I've, I've, no, no. I've had a lot of technology fails. Quite frankly, I just had to scramble back in the car because I was being surrounded by wasps and I was trying to climb oh. over all the equipment. And I here we are. So I will listen in to our listeners. <laughs> the wasps attacking Loren at Norquay elementary school okay uh so greg why don't you read dawn's and then cat and gimli and then uh we'll i'll go with the winner here that sounds really good dawn says one school supply i always got and hated more and more every year was the plaid pencil case with the holes to be kept in the binder here's the problem it never fit properly ruined the binder cover (laughs) and was almost a carte blanche to a serious butt Kicking, yeah, no kidding, Don. Those things never work properly. Completely agree with you. And then Cat and Gimli said this: "I'm from the era where we didn't get new school supplies every year. We put them away at the end of the school year and took them back to school in the fall. I had my sister's school bag, which was kept for me after she left school because it was leather. I was nice. given a yeah, I like that uh, upcycling. I think they call it now. I was given a dictionary and a leather cover when I went to high school." at age 11 and owned it until 2014 when my dogs took it right out of the bookshelves and (laughs) shredded it to pieces. I used the pencil crayons I was given at age 11 until I graduated, by which time they were worn down to mere nubbins. They were Laurentian, not Crayola, and of course in that area, no calculators. I don't even own or didn't even own a calculator until I was 22 because we were expected to use our brains instead. What I really love that about that one though, Loren, is the dictionary in a leather cover. Isn't that out of Anchorman? I have many leather-bound books. I have many in my apartment. Smells like rich mahogany or something to that effect. Uh, my dictionary was expected to last through school because it was expensive. Lots of people would cover them to protect them. And I know there are plenty of people who recycled school supplies this year because they really didn't get used a ton last year in mm-hmm. some school divisions and I've got friends in Ontario where they really didn't go to school for mo- most of the year that that parents just said you're using last year's stuff that's it so I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of ups- upcycle like that all right well here's Jerry's text for the win about 23 years ago my daughter brought her school supply list home and they wanted 36 scribblers so I went out and bought all the scribblers. When she started in that September, I got a call from the teacher asking me, how come I didn't send all her scribblers? I told her she didn't need 36 scribblers to start the school year. I sent her 10. I thought that was more than enough. I said when she needed more, all she needed was to call me and I would send more. Well, she informed me that she asked for that many scribblers so to put them in a closet so that if any other kids need scribblers, she had them. 
Back then, they had 30 kids in a class. That would mean she had over 800 scribblers in the closet. Like, what class needs that many? I always hated scribblers anyway because half the time, they only used three or four pages in the whole thing through the whole school year. So every summer, when my daughter brought them home, I would go through them and rip out the used pages and send it back the next fall to be used again. Yeah, Jerry. <laughs> Way to stand like strong on the scribbler front. <laughs> Holding on the coil ones? The glue. What's that? Why is there- why is there three, four, five glue sticks on every list? What is going on with the glue? <laughs> that's what I wonder. Like, Jerry, that's a lot of glue. You're going to see Gordon Lightfoot. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. McNabb is uh, going to sit this one out. She's been on location all morning at Norquay Elementary School in North Point, Douglas. And we thank her for all, tracking down all the people she spoke to there. She spoke to the principal, to a couple of kids, to a parent, an anxious and nervous parent, and kind of a sad parent, sad to watch the child grow up. Is that a feeling you feel too, Greg, or are you more like can't wait till they're 18 to get them out the door? No, I, the, my kids are welcome to stay at home as long as they want to stay at home. I don't have that philosophy it's mixed emotions because i want them to grow and i want them to learn lots of things and i want them to learn to be independent and to get all the benefits out of their education and that's probably my bigger concern is the fact that they won't end up taking advantage of all the incredible opportunities that that schools in manitoba provide for them so i'm nudging them the other way not to get them out of the house uh, necessarily but so that they can be independent and i know that sounds schmaltzy if you like but uh, that's been my philosophy i'm not in any rush for my kids to get out of the house as much as i uh, berate them and imitate them and, and make fun of them on the air they're uh, they're they're really the joy of my life and i just want them to to get the best experience that they can so uh you better work harder darn it Norquay Elementary School is where Loren was. We also heard her feature at Maples Collegiate earlier. And now let's check in with Skylar Peters, Global News reporter, who paid a visit this morning to Churchill High School, which, uh, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Skylar, but that's just off Osborne, right? East of Osborne, not far from Brandon Avenue? Yeah, you got it. Okay, so what was the atmosphere? Is everyone excited, nervous, <laughs> grumpy? How do they feel? Well, the first observation I, I got there, and uh, Global's Joe Scarpelli was there doing the TV side of things too, and and uh, I was just chatting uh, offhand with the principal, and I was like, hey, hey what time's the bell ring? Because I got there about 8.15, and like kids are streaming in. He's like, oh, 8.50. And I was like, oh man, if this was me back at Crocus Plains a few years ago, like I, I don't even know what the bell sounded like. So clearly kids are pretty excited because they, uh, they were showing up like more than half an hour before uh, the class really got going. So is this a full first full day of class, or is there orientation? What's going on there today? Do, do you know it? Skyler? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's the real deal. They uh, quite a large school, about 750 students, uh, they said, and uh, they've got uh, grade 7 to 12 there, French and English. So uh, we were at the front door. That's where I believe it was um, grades 10 to 12 are streaming in. They kind of have their staggered entrances, depending on your age. Um, and, uh, yeah, things are just uh, going to hit the ground running. So who would you get to talk to today? Uh, talk to a trio of students. They're all going into grade 10. Um, and, uh, you know, they were, they were all very excited, but it was good. They kind of got some, uh, you know, some different opinions on things. The, the one thing that really struck me with them is, uh, you know, not only was it a challenging year to, uh, learn remotely, so they're excited just to get back in the classroom and then obviously see your friends. But, um, you know, some of the things that we've, uh, maybe forgotten about in, in, uh, you know, talking about this leading up to the school year is all the extracurriculars. Uh, the first girl we talked to, uh, Nina Thompson, she was so excited just for sports to come back. 
um, you know, play some basketball, like go to gym class, that kind of thing too. And, and I remember that being such a big part of uh, my high school life too. And I, you know, you kind of, uh, when you're just thinking about learning and just getting in the classroom safely, some of that stuff seems kind of secondary, but clearly it means a lot to them. So, uh, you know, lots of uh, excitement, not only for, you know, getting back and, and learning probably the, the right way, their most comfortable method of learning, but to all the good stuff that comes along with uh, being back at school too. Yeah. And of course, Churchill has a hockey academy now, and uh, they have a very long history of, and a proud history with regard to football and other sports so Churchill just one of those schools that a lot of people it's funny you said that Brett with regard to questioning where it is geographically because I can remember going there for the first time I think to watch our high school basketball team in a in a playoff game I'd never been there before and it's sort of hidden away so if you don't know where it is you definitely don't know where it is Mm -hmm. it's one of those places in the city any Thoughts or conversations happening uh, amongst the students about uh, vaccinations or anything like that? Any controversies brewing there in terms of the discussions that you had? Yeah, I didn't witness any conversations, but I, you know, I'm sure they're going to happen. Um, and and we all know, of course, how emotional people get uh, on both sides of this. Uh, so I asked, and Nina again gave me a great answer on this. And and she, you know, she says she is trying to be as respectful as possible. Um, she's, you know, pro-vaccine, pro-mask. Um, she thinks, you know, the, the measures in place are, are well warranted at this point. Um, but she says it's, uh, you know, she can't make the choice for others. Uh, I thought it was a very profound answer, um, you know, for someone uh, going into their, their grade 10 year. Um, but I think just, you know, the same thing we've heard echoed from a couple of experts and Dr. Anand Kumar was talking about this with you guys, um, you know, just being sensitive. You don't know why people aren't getting vaccinated. You know, we, we can't just assume it's not just because they don't want to. Um, and especially when it's uh, kids, you know, that somebody might be, uh, you know, making that choice for them. So, um, yeah, just a lot of respect. It seems that will uh, will be going around. Uh, you know, some people are just going to opt to stay out of those conversations, uh, which is a route I think a lot of us have uh, have taken in our personal lives as well. Um, you, you know, you can't believe uh, or you don't believe you can change their mind. Then, you know, you're kind of just wasting your breath. Um, but, it, you know, I think uh, the key is really making sure if, if there is a conversation, it's going to be, you know, calm and respectful and not uh, not some of the emotionally charged stuff uh, that we've happened to see over the last year and a half. All right, Global Skylar Peters joining us live on 680 CJOB. Skylar, thank you very much, sir. Hey, thanks, fellas. Anytime. And Kevin, the garbage man, would be remiss if I failed to point this out, Greg, but earlier this morning when he heard we were going to talk to Churchill, he said, Churchill School, represent go Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, Kevin, the garbage man, played football for Brian Doby back in the day, back in my era of football. And uh, let me tell you, there was no tougher place to go and play or to even be a spectator than Churchill High School. They're uh, very proud of their sports teams there. It's a it's a, a smaller school than some of the high schools in Winnipeg, but like I said, a super uh, proud and long tradition of performing very well on the field of athletics uh, as well as uh, academics. So uh, bravo and a shout out to everyone at Churchill this morning, including, including my niece who goes there. Oh yeah, yeah, she loves her, she loves her time at Churchill, and uh, had the opportunity to switch schools this summer. And she said nope. I don't want to stay at Churchill, and she makes the uh, extra bus ride there to make sure she's there every day. Who was your rival 
your scholastic rival? Oh, Tech Vok, big time. It was Daniel Mack and Tech Vok were were that was those were our biggest uh, rivals in terms of high school sports and just high school period because we weren't separated all that dramatically geographically speaking. Maybe I want you know Wall Street to Arlington. How many blocks is that? It's about 13, 14 blocks. So geographically, we were really close. And then on the football field, it was really intense between Daniel Mack and Sisler in particular. But those TechVoc games were, were always circled on the calendar as well. And then what about you guys? Oh, for us at Collège Pirelli Trudeau. Was, was it was it Murdoch? Was it TCI? Well, it was pretty much the whole division. Yeah. Uh, but because <laughs> the all the whole division hated us because we were the French kids, the French immersion teams. But yeah, the big two would have been Murdoch McKay uh, because they were right next door to us. And were you guys physically connected at all? No. The two schools, you just like it just looks like it when you drive past. Yeah, I don't I don't think they've added anything in years because they were there was a lane that separated the oh, two okay. of them. But they're they okay. stones throw uh from beside each other. And we would we often used their facilities for our shop various shops classes. They have some really tremendous uh, facilities for that. And I, in particular, I think their fashion. I don't know if they still have their fashion program at Murdoch McKay, but I know that a lot of our students use that uh, facility there. Uh, from what I understand, it was pretty renowned. I did take a clothing class there, and I remember a sewing class. <laughs> I, I, was I, there, um, <clears throat> did you have some... Uh, you know, uh, intentions in taking that class? No, it just, I, I, I don't think I had a choice. Oh, that's interesting. I don't recall having a choice. I just remember being told, Kate, you're in medals, and then you're in drafting, and then you're doing clothing. What and grade now would you're that have foods. been? Uh, it would have been grade seven through okay. nine through ten, maybe. Yeah, we used to go to Sergeant Park when I was at Isaac Brock. We went to Sergeant Park for industrial arts, and I remember doing metal, electrical, Wood and cooking at Sergeant Park. Yeah, I don't think you had any say in that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I think my medals class, or was it woods? I can't remember now. But because we worked with both metal and wood in that. Anyway, that was, I had to go to John Gunn for that. And then I had to go to Bernie Wolf for drafting. Mm. And uh, I had to go to Murdoch for the, the sewing and the, uh, the foods class so we like we so i think that was maybe part of the reason why the rivalry was intense because <laughs> they could see us wandering through their halls using their classes but tci hated us too especially i mean and, and uh, one of our listeners ian the transformers guy he always chimes in when he's like oh yeah we used to waste you guys at basketball and i'd say he'd say well, i was one of the tallest guys on the team and to which i always say yeah but you weren't the tallest so i don't remember you <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how those uh, how those rivalries just never die, and it's a, it's a ton of fun to you know to to relive those things when you bump into people around the city because it's the Winnipeg question, isn't it? What high school did you go to? <laughs> and then you figure out how many people you know and have in common based on high school. It's it's one of the wonderful things about living here, in my opinion. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. 
and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on CJOB. Talk soon.